0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. This evening, it might seem like we're celebrating two particularly obscure saints, Zenobius and Zenobia, but the reality is that every single time you enter into the nave, you pray with these saints because their icons are there on the face of the balcony. Uh, they're about midway in this section here on the balcony, Zenobius and Zenobia. So, so they're here with us. And so it's good for us to be able to celebrate uh, the Divine Liturgy uh, for them, uh, commemorating them because they are here with us every single time we have a service in this church. And so they're praying for us. Now, Zenobius and Zenobia were uh, uh, siblings, And they were born in the 3rd century, so at a time when there was great persecution in the church, uh, but they were actually born to very pious and faithful parents. And so that, to me anyway, struck me as a little bit unusual for that period of time, that they were actually born to uh, faithful parents. But they uh, were themselves then brought up in the faith, and in the midst of a time of persecution, they themselves were extraordinarily faithful And Zenobius, the brother, he actually was a doctor. And he is actually celebrated as one of the unmercenary healers because those who are unmercenary healers are those who uh, heal and practice their medical arts without accepting any sort of payment in return. Uh, But Zenobius was very well known for his ability to heal and the many miracles that he brought about. And he became very famous and very well known in that area And he, in fact, was not only a doctor, but he was eventually made the bishop of that area as well. And so he was someone who was very faithful and very active in the church. And his sister Zenobia was a very beautiful woman who actually helped to minister to the sick along with her brother Zenobia. So siblings really working together, uh, struggling together in the world. Well, the third century was a very difficult time for Christians. It was the time before Christianity was a legal recognized religion and it went through various times of persecution. And at the end of the third century, just in the life of Zenobius and Zenobia, uh, the emperor Diocletian came into power. And Diocletian, very well known in history as one of the great persecutors of the church. And he sent a new uh, governor to the area where Zenobius and Zenobia were, were, uh, were living. Uh, 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 Lysias, I believe, is uh, who he was. L-Y-S-I-A-S, however you would pronounce that. Uh, and so he was sent there uh, as the governor of the area. And he heard about Zenobius's great abilities as a doctor and the many people who were coming to faith in Christ because of it, and he wanted to put a stop to it. And so he arrests Zenobius, asks him to um, deny Christ, burn incense in front of the icons of the, the, uh, the Roman gods, and uh, to go about his life. But Zenobius said no, he would absolutely not do that. Well, his sister Zenobia heard that he had been arrested and was being tortured and tormented for the faith, and so she went and found him, and she went to the governor and said, Why have you arrested my brother? What has he done? What has he done against you? Of course, the answer was simply, he's a Christian. He's converting people to Christ away from the, the, the Roman gods at that time. And uh, the uh, Lysias says to, to Zenobia, Well, what do you think? Why don't you deny Christ and show your brother the way to go? Well, Zenobia does exactly the opposite, of course, and instead encourages her brother and herself says, no, I am not going to deny Christ. And so they wound up together being put on an an iron bed with fire underneath it so that they would basically be grilled. God Um, Preserved them during that. They were put into a boiling cauldron. God preserved them during that. Very difficult and painful sufferings. My goodness, I can't imagine. And then they were finally beheaded. And so they did give up their life together, brother and sister, uh, as martyrs in the Holy Church. And that's why we are celebrating them today. And I believe that this feast, along with the gospel that we just heard provide a very uh, important reminder for us, and all of the lives of the martyrs do this, is they they remind us that uh, this life is extraordinarily difficult. And the gospel even puts a specific twist on it. Not only is it difficult, but the spiritual life is difficult, and sometimes deceptively so. Because in the gospel we heard of a, a man who has a demon, It leaves him. He's able to to purge that demon from him, puts everything in order. The demon goes out and tries to find another place to go, doesn't find another place and comes back to the man. And because that man had not been on guard, perhaps thought that he had uh, taken care of that temptation, taken care of the situation uh, that was uh, bringing about that, that demon, that particular passion that he was wrestling with, and not only that demon but seven others come with him and so the spiritual life our life everything that we do is extraordinarily difficult and deceptively so we can never think that we have gotten something under control we've got a particular passion kicked you know it's the uh, sure sure thing that you're going to fall into that temptation again when you say ah i don't think i have to worry about that anymore and then sure enough the next day Father, can I come to confession? <laughs> it happens with all of us. We need then, and here's where they're coming, where these, these themes all come together. it's difficult, It's deceptively difficult. And so all of us need a Zenobia. because Zenobia, in particular of the two, Zenobius and Zenobia, the brother and the sister, Zenobia encouraged. Her brother. And it might have been, and maybe not. Zenobius himself was an extraordinarily faithful person. But I can imagine that when we face something by ourselves, it is very, it's even uh, that much more difficult than if we had someone next to us cheering us on. And saying, this is going to be worth it. Yes, it is hard. Yes, it is difficult. But Christ is risen. And don't worry. I'm right here with you. We need a Zenobia in our life. We need someone who is there to encourage us and turn us towards Christ in the midst of the difficulty and the situations uh, that we face and that we endure. We need a Zenobia. And thanks be to God, we find that, Lord willing, in the life of the church, in the community, the gathered people who are there to encourage us. And sometimes in that community, we need a Zenobia, and sometimes we are the Zenobia for somebody else because we are going through these difficult challenges, these struggles in our life, and the deceptive struggles where we really need someone to continue to encourage us, even when it feels like we're doing okay, because we might just slip and we might need somebody to be able to help us and pull us back. So brothers and sisters, this feast day, again, might seem obscure, but it is a fantastic reminder for us in the witness of these martyrs that the spiritual life and truly all life is a great and fearful struggle. And we cannot do it on our own. We need the encouragement of others. We need that Zenobia. We need that person who is there to encourage us. So may the Lord help us to find in our life, and it might surprise us who that is perhaps, but help us to find in our life that Zenobia that will be a particular encouragement for us as we continue along this difficult and arduous path of our life, attempting to follow Christ, so that just like Zenobius and Zenobia, when the going gets tough, we don't fall, but just like these great and holy martyrs who are praying for us, we continue till the end and find ourselves with all the different Zenobias in the world in the kingdom of heaven. May we find that person and may we always be encouraged and fight till the end in our struggles. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.